0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another edition of the Primetime Titans. What an awesome episode we have for you fans today. Um, We're doing one episode this week. No game, obviously, to preview, or I'm sorry, to recap from last week. So we're just previewing the Bengals game. We bring in uh, a diehard Bengals fan to kind of give a 10 to 15-minute overview of what the Bengals are going to try to do, their keys to victory, and some of his thoughts on the Titans, and then we get into our thoughts on the Titans-Bengals game, what we think the keys to victory are, and why we think the Titans are going to win. Um, So, without further ado, we hope you enjoy this episode of the Primetime Titans, and that you're with us for this long playoff run to the Super Bowl that we are about to see. So, like I said, without further ado, please welcome in Brooks and Dunn. The Primetime Titans podcast is presented to you today by Walker Financial Management. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL and the engine of the Titans offense, but he would be the first to tell you that it takes consistent support from teammates, coaches, trainers, and advisors for him to be the most successful on and off the field. In the same way, small business owners are the engines of their companies and wear a lot of hats. Walker Financial Management exists to support owners of small to medium sized businesses. Specifically in regards to bookkeeping, they offer customizable solutions like transaction categorization, monthly financial statement preparation, accounts receivable and payable management, payroll, CFO services, and more. If you or someone you know is spending too much time, money, or stress on bookkeeping, find peace of mind by visiting www.walkerfm.com to schedule a free consultation with a certified bookkeeping professional today. That's www.walkerfm.com.
1: All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. I'm freaking this week. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. I'm Robert, baby. And Tighten up. Is, let's go. It is pl- it is divisional it's, round playoff week. It's primetime playoffs. Primetime playoffs. The PTP. Even though we didn't get the primetime game, it's primetime playoffs. Hey, it doesn't matter. We, Honestly. It's primetime in Nashville. Saturday is great with me. I would hate to have a Sunday game and uh, end up like, I mean, I'd probably get the Sunday scaries during the game probably. Can you, Who knows? can you imagine
2: <laughs> being a team that played in the wild card weekend? I can't. I <laughs> mean, I can't. I can't uh, imagine it. I can't even oh imagine. my gosh! Okay,
1: I, uh, we got to hop right into it um, a little um, uh, inside into the episode. We actually have a Bengals fan, um, a diehard
0: Bengals fan, from from what it sounded like.
1: Yes, uh, and we have him on. It's about like a fifteen minute call or so. Um, he is I, he is my boss at work. And, um, let's just say if so, he forced JG to have him on the podcast, <laughs> no, no. If, if, on Monday at work, the Titans lose, he's probably going to wear, he wore this Bingle shirt, um, last week. I could see him wearing that on Monday, which he would rightfully so be able to do that. Anyways. So, so we have him on, uh, for a phone call. Um, we're going to do a little introduction. And then after the phone call, um, introduction and episode, I have, A couple questions I want to ask you all, some news. Uh, We go into the phone call, and then after that, we're going to talk about, we're going to get into it with the Bengals. Like, Robert is super pumped to go. He's going to go position by position. No, I'm kidding. But he is going to go really into it. We're going to talk about, you know, Derek Henry being back, everything. It's going to be great. I have a question for you all. The offense had 1,133 snaps this year. Okay, I got this from a Buck Rising article, and he got from Mike Keith. How many of those eleven thirty-three snaps were Derrick Henry, Julio, and AJ on the field at the same time? Oh wow, I'd have to say. I mean,
0: Seattle, Buffalo, and
2: but you got to think even that would be like forty percent of the snaps. I mean, let's go like breaks down. I'm going to go like two hundred snaps.
0: Out of thirteen, out, I'm of 1300, gonna, I'm saying, out of thirteen hundred, out of eleven thirty-three, out of eleven hundred. I'm, I'm saying less say, than that. I'm gonna say two hundred snaps. I'm saying one twenty-five.
1: Oh, it was hundred and twenty. Wow. Yeah, hundred twenty like snaps. Very few. That is insane. And
0: I actually, I think I know this. Do you know the yards per play with those three guys on the field I'd for not. the Titans? With those 3 on the field, I would guess like 7.2. 7.3. Oh, <laughs> wow. And our current yards per play as an offense is like 4.2. Oh my goodness. Ooh. All right. We're
2: pretty good at guessing here. We're pretty educated.
0: <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's play the interview cuz a lot of things that we want to talk okay. about have to do with that interview. <laughs> so, I yes.
1: hope you guys enjoy. So, all right. So, we're here with a special guest. We have Rob Summerford. Rob, can you say hey?
3: How's it going, guys?
1: So Rob is a Bengals fan. The only Um, Bengals fan we could find in the whole city (laughs) of Nashville. Yeah, so Rob, so how long have you been a Bengals fan? And to like how excited were you about the win against the Raiders and getting that playoff win? Um, I'm sure it was uh, a big time Saturday.
3: Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me, guys. And yeah, there aren't too many of us here in Nashville, but there's a few you just have to look up. You just have to look around. Uh, usually, we're crying in a corner this time of year. But, look,
2: look under a um, few rocks.
3: <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, I uh, definitely not a born a Bengals fan. I grew up on the north side of Nashville, actually. But my wife is from the Cincinnati area and a diehard Bengals fan, which I realized pretty quickly once we started to date. Um, fun fact: I don't think uh, John, you know this, but uh, our first date. Was based off of a bet on a Bengals Titans game, which, by the way, the Titans got killed in that game. I didn't um, know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Back in 2015, um, that was a, some dark days for the for the Titans back then. But. Um, so we started dating, and gradually I started to accept the team. My in-laws have season tickets. Our first two years, for two years, we were dating and married. We were going up there for every for every game, and uh, you know it's it, it has afforded us Sunday tickets, so that's been nice. Um, but uh, you know, eventually, probably about two years ago, finally, just like gave up on silently uh, rooting for the Titans on the side, and said we're going to fully embrace this, and go with it. Um, which coincided with uh, the man himself, Joe Burrow, getting drafted. And here we are.
1: Yeah, that – I mean, having Joe Burrow um, come out the year y'all are going to be the number one pick had to have been just super exciting. Um, I also – I do remember you were at the uh, – you were at the playoff game that potentially Antonio Brown uh, got hit and has gone crazy at. Is that, isn't that correct?
3: Yeah. So the last playoff game before this one was, uh, the Steelers Bengals game. Uh, AJ McCarron was our starting quarterback. So there wasn't a ton of hope, but, um, there definitely was some, cause that was a really good Bengals team. I think they went 12 and four that year and we were the three seed got the, uh, Steelers in the first round and um yeah that was uh perfect put the hit on antonio brown which to defend perfect was nothing more than retaliation for a very dirty hit by ryan shazier um i won't say exactly what i think of ryan (laughs) shazier scumbag um but he uh you know shazier hit giovanni bernard in the same way no penalty um that game was uh, that game was fixed. But you know, we can go on from
1: that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll move forward to uh to Saturday instead. So um I don't know about Robert and Pettit, um, but outside of like random highlights that I've seen and honestly probably just watching the Chiefs game, uh like the Bengals Chiefs game, because we wanted the Bengals to win to try and get a better chance at the number one seed during the regular season. I honestly have not, you know, I don't really know much about this Bengals team. Well, I guess and the Raiders game last weekend. But um, so we were hoping you would be able to give us a little um, insight into what the Bengals, you know, what this Bengals team, what their strengths are, uh, what their weaknesses are. uh, And basically with those strengths and weaknesses, how the Bengals and Titans kind of match up. So we were thinking we could ask you that.
3: Yeah, so, uh, you know, in terms of the matchup, you know, I think if there's a strength from watching a lot of Bengals and enough Titans that, that I would say the, the Bengals are going to have is is going to be if, if the Bengals can get in to hurry up and uh, spread them out and go and try and take advantage of a pretty weak secondary on the Titans. Um, the Bengals have three very, very high quality receivers, and they've got. T. Higgins um, and Chase on the outside, then Tyler Boyd in the middle. Uh, Boyd has a tendency to come up big on third down and uh, and against anybody who's who's running some sort of weird zone or anything. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those games where we see Brable run out that, uh, you know, drop eight into some weird cover four and try and force uh, throws to the, to the boundary and force the quarterback to read various things across the field. I think he's probably going to do that and try to disguise looks. Um, And in a game like that, I think that that's, that's kind of perfect for Tyler Boyd to to sit down over the middle. Um, CJ Uzama as a weapon over the middle has, has really blossomed over the last two years as well. He's having a great year last year and uh, blew out his ACL right around the same time that uh, Joe Burrow did. Uh, those two are actually, like, incredible friends because they rehabbed together the whole time. So uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. Uzama's definitely the jokester on the team, too. But, um, you know, you, you've got that. In terms of weaknesses when the, when the Bengals are on offense, I mean, our offensive line uh, has a tendency to uh, be matadors, you know, it's just, you know, turn around and let a guy go and not understand what the hell just happened. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes Joe, uh, he can, he can get out of it from time to time, but, um, you know, if they're letting two and three go, that can be a problem. So, uh, particularly the, uh, um, interior and right side, interior right side between the center and uh, guard, there were probably drafted center this year. Kind of hope we do. Um, that, that has a tendency to be an issue. So Jeffrey Simmons may be able to be a real big game record um, this week against us. Uh, we do use a absolute ton of motion. You're going to feel like you're watching a Sean McBay offense. Cause in many ways you are, there's going to be motion before almost every snap. Um, we do have a tendency. Our head coach has a tendency to, um, this may sound familiar to Titans fans to try to establish the run a little bit too much. And, um, <laughs> And as a result, the offense can get a little bogged down and in too many third and longs. But lately, he's been he's been letting Joe sling it. Um, I think everybody's seen the highlights over the last month or two. And uh, when when Joe's slinging it and Chase and Higgins are doing their thing, as well as Boyd and Uzama, it's, uh, it's a really fun thing to see. So um, definitely high-powered, quick-paced offense. Um, lots of play action, lots of movement before the snap. And... Don't be surprised if you see three or four instances where a uh, wide receiver takes a handoff, not uncommon for Boyd and chase in particular to get a couple carries in a game on a, on a wide receiver sweep or um, some other sort of uh, kind of fun play. So it's a, it's a fun offense. They've, uh, you know, chair, um, Taylor to his credit, who um, um, to uh, call myself out, I, I definitely wanted him fired after year two. Um, I think he learned how to make adjustments at halftime about uh, the fifth game this year, anyway. But, um, you know he's uh, he's definitely done a very good job this year sequencing plays and and the offense has, has been a lot of fun on on the defensive side we've got a very good secondary um, Owusie uh, probably does not get the credit in the media for um, as good as he's been and if you go and you know look at his stats for interceptions passes defended everything like that they're not they're not very flashy but that's also because people don't throw at him very much um he he has been a very much a lockdown corner i would expect that he's probably going to follow around aj um he'll have a tendency to follow around a number one so that'll that'll be a fun matchup to see uh to see if aj can win some of those against a there um on the defensive line hendrickson's been far and away our number one player set a team record in sacks this year was 14 um just a true game record and but he uh, did leave the raiders game with concussion he was in pads yesterday at practice going through drills so there's some pretty significant hope that he's going to play on sunday if he's not there that's a real problem because we also lost uh, larry ogan Joby um as a defensive tackle he had a uh, he had seven sacks on the year and a ton of tackles for loss. He's been far and away our best interior defensive lineman this year. He's out for the playoffs. Um, so we're going to be leaning really hard on a very expensive asset in the middle of that D-line, DJ Reader, you guys should be familiar with from his Texans days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, see see if he can do something. Sam Hubbard on the other side, uh, he's got some name recognition, but he's he's tremendous in the run game. You'll notice that uh, if you watch uh, enough Bengals film, you'll see that a lot of teams run run to the left against us, primarily because Hubbard is such a good run defender on the edge. Um, not as great in pass defense. He's had, he's had more sacks this year, and I, but I don't know how much of that has really been a result of the... I think his sacks have been a result of the interior defensive line freeing him up to be one-on-one basically all the time. Um, linebackers, we um have been very good against the run from a linebacker perspective our issue there has been that we've given up a boatload of yards to tight ends um for the last since i married my wife in 2015 and started paying close attention to the Bengals. the uh, Bengals have not been able to cover a tight end to save their lives Mm -hmm. so i am very happy very happy that y'all did not uh re-sign johnny smith uh this week um but you know it'll be interesting to see if the um titans are able to get the tight ends heavily involved in this game wouldn't be surprised if uh if the tight ends are more involved than they usually are just based off of uh what we've seen from from the bengals in past games wouldn't be surprised this week too with with ogan Joby out if you see some different defensive uh formations from the bengals probably a lot of uh three down linemen sitting in nickel uh, nickel or even dime uh with just and at basically a bend-but-don't-break mentality of, hey, you know, if you guys want to run to the 25, that's cool, but you're going to have a hard time from there. So that's that's how I see the game um, at this point in terms of uh, Bengals' strengths and weaknesses. Um, yeah, anything else, guys?
0: Rob, I got a question for you. Um, give me the, the number one thing on each side uh, for each team. So if you were going to make a case for the Titans to win – this is what you would say, this is how you see the game go down, and if you're going to make a case for the Bengals to win, these are maybe the two or three things that you see happening during the game and kind of play devil's advocate.
3: Yeah, so if um, first I guess I'll go with Bengals win first. Um, if, if I see the Bengals winning this game, I see us having success defensively on first down. I think if we can get the Titans behind, the ch- behind, behind schedule, and force the the more we can force this game into Tannehill's hands, the better I'll feel as a Bengals fan. Um, it, as a Bengals fan, it's really going to be can we find the rhythm that we've had on offense, in my opinion? And we can't do what we did against the Raiders last week and kick four field goals once we get down to the red zone. We've got to finish some of those drives. So keep keeping that momentum and uh, continuing to uh, let let Joe do his thing. I think the uh, weather looks pretty good for throwing the ball, not a lot of wind on Saturday. So uh, hoping, that, hoping that Joe can continue to do that. Hopefully the, uh, the bad parts that we've seen at times this year of the Titans secondary as a Bengals fan um, show up for us.
0: And then if you had to make the case for the Titans to win, what would you say?
3: Yeah, so if the Titans win, I think it's uh, that you guys are having a ton of success on first down. And uh, you know that Tannehill isn't being put in those positions where he's under a ton of pressure on second and long, on third and long, and having to make those throws downfield uh, to y'all's receivers. If if you guys are having a ton of success on first down, be it be it passing or really really establish the run, like we know you guys can, then then there's some problems. You know, I think if if we see a game. If we see a pretty game with a bunch of flow, um, even on both sides, but if, if the offenses are flowing and we get a higher scoring game, as a Bengals fan, I feel better. If this game, though, is ugly and uh, we're seeing the punters a lot and it's hanging out around a low score, I get a, I get a little nervous. I, I still like my quarterback in a two-minute drill more than your quarterback. But, um, you know, I think the uglier the game, the more the turnovers, things like that, it's going to. That's really going to favor you guys. That's kind of how. That's kind of how you guys like to play. That's that's variable style. That's that would. That's going to be an advantage to you guys. If, if Burrow can find that rhythm, I feel good for us. But you guys find that rhythm with the run game, uh, it's going to be. It could be a long day for us.
0: Are you or are the Bengals fans as a whole worried at all about Derrick Henry?
3: Uh, I mean yes and no um you know i think henry is a historically slow starter and this is like starting a new season and uh so i I'm hopeful that uh that that Derek comes back out um you know his his last hundred carries before before he got hurt were uh significantly below that of an average running back so I'm hopeful that if he does come back it's that um uh, you know particularly if you take out the uh seventy something yard run against the uh, bills uh you know his, his, his yardage over expectation was pretty was was below average so you know i'm I'm hopeful that uh that Derek comes back that way but um, you know, at the, at the same time, I'm, I'm also somewhat hopeful that, uh, Derek comes back in a limited capacity and it keeps you guys out of rhythm. Um, I think, I think Derek's a tremendous quarterback, but I also think if we're up, if we can, if we can get up in some way, you can take Derek out of a game in the fourth quarter, um, primarily because he is, um, not the world's best pass catcher, you know? Um, but, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a game wrecker. He could, if he comes out full strength and has, 30 carries, uh, he could, he could destroy us. And, um, you know, there's, there's definitely some fear to that, but at the same time, we haven't seen him in a long time. So, uh, we'll, I think we'll have a good answer on Derrick Henry probably about the time the second quarter starts. Um,
1: yeah, I, I, uh, I do, I do remember you told me last week, uh, to be cautiously optimistic about Derrick Henry, just with, um, that point that you said, it's sort of like a new season for him and just I mean, he's you know, coming off the injury. So um well yeah, I think uh I think um those been, are all Yeah, it's
0: been great. I think to those hear, are all the questions we have. Hear the perspective of a Bengals fan, absolutely. Love yeah. to hear it, Rob. Yeah. Will um, you be in
2: attendance of the game? I, I will not.
3: Um uh I have I have three small children, so the uh, cost of secondary market tickets right now and a babysitter. Um, I really don't want to remortgage my house. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I don't know. I'm excited. I know, um, could be a very interesting Monday coming into work. Um, and, uh, I know Rob, for you, there's a few Titans fans in the office. so We'll see what happens. And, uh, we really appreciate your time and, and, um, thanks for giving us, giving us a little insight into the bingles
3: all right well uh good luck to you guys i, I do hope it's a good game on uh, on saturday um uh, hopefully uh maybe not as stressful or come down to the last play as last saturday was uh, my neighbors I had three neighbors come outside after the game because i walked out on our front porch and just screamed after the game <laughs> so uh hopefully i don't um i don't concern the neighbors this weekend
1: but, uh, <laughs> that's funny
3: Y'all have fun. Uh, if y'all go into the game, enjoy it. And, uh, um, hope, I hope it's a good clean game. Everybody stays healthy, comes out of it good. And, uh, it's, it's just fun. So, uh, thanks for having me on guys and have a good one.
1: Yeah. Appreciate it, Rob. See ya. Okay. So we have just, uh, listened to Rob and the bingle side of things. Um, wow. What were our, what were our thoughts? I, I, um, I mean, I, I know Rob, so like I knew, um,
2: Andy's your boss. You can't say anything to, no. yeah, you <laughs> <No>. can't, you're,
1: <laughs> I mean, these words are I, 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 I straight Rob. up said, <laughs> Rob's amazing. I straight up said yet. Yeah, uh, I was, we were all chatting yesterday and I was like, I, I I'm not a big trash talker. I don't like whenever something happens. I don't like bragging about it because it's just going to come back to bite you. I believe uh, my dad taught me that. So, I did say yesterday that I wasn't going to talk trash. Now, I did relay a little stat through uh, another co-worker, James. Um, it was maybe seen as potential trash talk, but it was the stat about Mike Frable being 8-0 eight with eight-plus days of rest. Yeah. Uh, there was a game in the, his first season in between the football team and the Colts that maybe it was like right at eight days and we lost the Colts, so you could argue – Eight and one, you know, yeah, with seven and zero oh after you know, <laughs> after that game. Um, so yeah, what what did we think? I thought, I mean, I thought it
0: was good to hear kind of the best case scenario from a Bengals fan because I think that's what we got. Um, I don't know that it was a totally fair description of the Titans organization and the Titans team, and I think probably left out some of the some of the strong points of the team. We're going to get into all the the case for the Titans because I think all three of us are very confident. He's very confident. He's a very confident Bengals fan, Um, but it was very helpful for me to just kind of hear that it kind of confirms what I thought, and it's that if if Joe Burrow – or if the Bengals are going to win, it's because Joe Burrow is going to play really, really well. And he said the same thing that every Titans opponent has said for the last six years, which is the way to beat the Titans is to stop them on first down, get them behind the chains, make Ryan Tannehill beat you, and – we've had a winning record for the last six years and for the last three years we've had, I mean, this year we went 12 and five. So obviously that's a lot easier said than done. It's really, really difficult to do. And, you know, there's a stat that you can look at. The Bengals by volume have gave up the 13th or the fifth least yards rushing this year, but in their wins, the majority of their wins, they got up uh, by more than double digits in the second half, forcing the opponent to throw the football. So there's some, some more advanced statistics that say they're actually more between 13th and 18th best run defenses overall, and now they're losing their nose guard, and both of their backup defensive tackles are hurt. So um, there's something to be said for the fact that I think it's going to be a lot easier said than done for the Bengals to get stops on first down when we're running the football. I would say
2: from his perspective, I see how you could be pretty excited. I think compared to the Chiefs, the Bengals do match up better with the Titans. Jamar Chase, it, when Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are going off, they are one of the best combos in the NFL. However, it does seem like when they're going off, it's only for a quarter, a quarter and a half of a game. And then like, like kind of like the Raiders game in the playoffs. Yeah. The and they only scored half, 24 they points. They really dropped off. I will say, they, like you said, they did get stopped in the red zone a lot, which was a game changer. That could have been a much bigger blowout. But if we can stop Jamar Chase... I mean, I just don't know what else they can do.
1: Well, I mean, they do have other weapons. I completely agree.
2: Yeah, I, just I think, think they have a really good wide receiver. If you can get Tanner. through their quarter and half of them being really, really good, and just hang in through that, then especially with Derrick Henry coming back, who can just totally slow a game down for an offense and get them out of their rhythm so they can't even get the ball, I think that is a huge advantage for the Titans to be able to do that. And we've won so many games on Derrick Henry getting first downs when – The entire defense knows that he's running the ball trying to get a first down. So, I see from his perspective on why you'd be confident. What team would you not be that confident with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase against any team in the NFL? I get it. But, I like – we're streaky too, though, so I can't even say that because, I mean, we dominated the Texans in the first half, and then the second half we let them come back into the game. So, I see both sides here.
0: The other two quick things that I would say, the weak secondary – take a little bit of issue with with him calling our secondary week we had the two the, the the number one and the number two rated safeties on pff as a whole this year
1: speaking of congrats kevin byard all pro
0: first team. yes kevin kevin byard first pro all team had probably his best season uh in the nfl amani hooker exploded out of nowhere and is now the second rated safety on pff behind kevin byard um and then I think we all are big believers in Christian Fulton. He had a little bit of injury there, but when he, he is a shutdown corner, he's elite, in my opinion. And then Jack Rabbit's average. I mean Jack Rabbit's gonna give you some good plays. He might give you some bad plays. But a weak secondary I think is a little strong. Um, we've had weak moments with injuries for yeah. sure, but now with a healthy roster, I, I don't think it's fair to say our secondary is weak.
2: Agreed. Week. And one thing that'll be very exciting to watch is Christian Fulton played against Jamar Chase. I mean, they were on the same team. In high school. They, yeah, they're from the and same high school. school. Oh, they, high school and college. Yes. So that'll be a very fun matchup that I think might favor Fulton. Just because yeah, he just, knows I mean, like the intricacies you know of Chase. The other yeah, guy. I mean, the, the that funny would favor a cornerback over wide receiver just the, in that situation.
1: The funny thing is, Vrabel was actually asked about that either yesterday or two days ago. And they were like, will, will Christian Fulton's familiarity with Jamar Chase help him? And there was a question, something like that. And Vrabel was like, I hope so. That would be great. (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think I personally, um, I, as far as the call goes, um, like I said, because I've, uh, you know, I mean, I've seen Rob all throughout the year, uh, you know, as a Bengals fan, I've seen him, um, you know, we both. Bengals and Titans both lost to the Jets. So we've been – we both have been mad about losing to the Jets. Um, so, you know, so I've heard about the Bengals here and there throughout the year. And um, for me, uh, it wasn't anything like – like I knew I knew he was going to be um, confident about the game. I know he, he feels pretty good about it. And for me – on I don't know. I personally – Am scared about this game. I. It's not that I don't have necessarily. It's not like I don't have confidence. It's just that I am so hurt and broken from (laughs) previous Titans falls. Freaking even my high school NBA like got second place the last ten the last eleven or twelve years whatever. I just it's hard for me to fully believe. Until I actually see it
0: for any of your teams, for any
1: of my teams, balls, anything, literally yeah. anything, and so I'm, you're a broken fan, right? Yeah, now. I'm going into the weekend <laughs> terrified of another heartbreaking letdown because well, maybe honestly, I can get you I, feeling
0: a little bit better, JG. Before
1: you make me feel a little better, <laughs> I do think we, sh- I think we should be in the ASC championship. I think we, even though we're arguably one of the most disrespected one seeds of all time which people who might say that we're disrespected because we deserve it from a stats wise but get out of here with that Brabel is an unreal coach we have we've stepped up in opportunities where we've had to step up and I think that we if we made it to the AFC championship game it wouldn't be like it's like a, a fraud way of getting there so I, I will say that. I do think we deserve to be in the AFC Championship game, but I don't know. I just – I don't know. Are you okay over there? Yeah, no, I, swear, I, I am scared. We're playing I am at home. Scared. We're the one
0: seed in the AFC. Let's have some optimism What happened here. The last time? You're we allowed. At home. Uh, what happened last time we were at home and, and we're the one seed? Yeah, hey, all right, I know it's right. a different team. I know it's a different team. Me and team. Robert are about to cheer you up. Here's I I've been thinking about this. Up. I've been thinking about this for about ten days now, Okay. <laughs> I thought the Bengals were probably going to be the team we played. I thought there was a chance the Patriots might beat the Bills. Obviously that was wrong. The Bills absolutely d- slaughtered the Patriots. Did you Patriots. think there was a
1: chance that all the Raiders would beat the Bengals?
0: Uh I I did um there was like a potential But I just didn't of- I couldn't I for some reason I couldn't see the Raiders playing the Titans if that makes sense. Yeah. I just didn't see the Raiders as a team that was going to win a playoff game. I think in a regular season the Raiders could have beaten the Bengals, but um,
1: So their luck was going to run out.
0: Yeah, so I've been thinking about Titans-Bengals for about 10 days now, okay? And we've had some news that's come out this week that makes what I've been thinking about even more true, okay? So the number one case for the Tennessee Titans, we have a far superior offensive line and a far superior defensive line. And games in December and January are won by the team that controls the line of scrimmage at any level of football. High school, you could go to middle school football. College football for sure, definitely the NFL. Look back at the Super Bowl last year. I would say the Chiefs had the best quarterback and the best skill position players, but they had no offensive lineman, and they could not block the Buccaneers' pass rush, and Mahomes was running for his life, and it was a a terrible game, and they couldn't win. We have a better offensive line. They are losing their starting nose guard. They are losing potentially up to three more defensive linemen are not going to play this week that are in their rotation. They're talking about going up and signing Geno Atkins, who's a 13-year veteran who's been on the couch for 13 months – or, I'm sorry, 11 months. They, they want him to come and play for them. Their safety, Jesse Bates, texted him on Sunday and said, hey, man, you want to come play for us? And he hasn't responded to Jesse Bates yet. Like, they are, they are so desperate for defensive linemen – that they are texting guys who haven't played in in 2022 for the Bengals. How are you going to stop the best running team in the NFL? How are you going to stop Derrick Henry who thrives on just breaking people's will and running over you? If you can't if you can't shore up the middle of that defense. The guy he talked about Trey Hendrickson on the edge, he has a concussion. He's pr- Probable is probably the way to put it. I mean, he's trending in the right direction. Yeah, he's trending the right direction. Concussion but, protocol. You know, Sam Hubbard had a groin injury, I think, and um, he was
1: full participation yesterday.
0: They're just beat up on the defensive line. Even if the, if Trey Hubbard, I mean Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard play, they're still beat up. There's another
1: guy in the injury report, a D-line, Josh Topu, or two. Yeah, yeah, he didn't play
0: against the Raiders, but he. Oh, he didn't. No. Okay. But and he, Mike he Daniels,
1: was, he was full participation yesterday. Mike but Daniels, he was
0: injured. including um, DJ Reader, is like their run stop, stopping guy, and he has an ankle injury, I believe. It might be, it might be a groin, and he, he's doubtful to play. So they have basically DJ Reader and Sam Hubbard as their two run stopping defensive linemen to let their linebackers free to stop our run, their linebackers are nothing special. Their linebackers are not going to take on offensive linemen and beat them to a gap. Their linebackers thrive on DJ Reader and Larry Ogunjobi and Mike Daniels taking up double teams and letting them run free because they are they are pretty quick in space, but they're not like a Zach Cunningham that's going to come and smack the guard and run him over. And, and in the hole, and then hit Derrick Henry. Like I'm going to take Logan. I mean uh, Derrick Henry over Wilson and Pratt ten times out of ten. I just am. I have four more reasons, but I have a feeling I'm rambling a little bit. So, do either one of you all want to jump in on that?
2: I'm. This is getting me fired up. Keep going.
0: Okay. Reason number two. Oh, and then their offensive line is gave up. I think the most sacks in the NFL.
1: It was. I think we might if. No, we were 47,
0: they were 51. The
1: Titans and Bengals gave up the two most But sacks. here's the difference.
0: Joe Burrow is a wizard in the pocket. So there were a lot of sacks that the offensive line actually gave up that Joe Burrow got out of. So the number probably should have been like 61 for the Bengals. I mean, I'm just adding 10 sacks. I have really no data to back that up. I'm
2: just guessing. <laughs> what a compliment to Joe Burrow. I
0: know. Joe Burrow is a well, wizard at getting yeah, out of sacks. Unreal. I will say that. And I they still had 51. A wizard.
2: No one ever calls me that
0: but <laughs> our defensive line sorry our, i i'm i don't think we're going to blitz all game i mean i think we're going to have four guys rushing the passer and i think it's going to overwhelm them i don't know who their answer is for jeffrey simmons he mentioned it kind of casually that simmons could be a game wrecker i'm expecting simmons to be a game wrecker it's well, going to be scary
1: they, they're one of their big off season offensive uh, i think tackles that they got riley reef mm-hmm. from the vikings i'm pretty sure he got hurt um the second to last or last game of the season, or something like that. Yeah, um, and I haven't been that impressed with Jonah Williams, the other well, tackle. Yeah, and and Riley Reef. Like, I don't, I don't think he's playing. I think he's out. So. Um, and then he said something else
0: that was very, very interesting. Over the course of the history, in the history of the NFL, the teams, like I said, that win in December and January, they control the line of scrimmage, they run the football, they may, they don't make mistakes. He said that. Zach Taylor tries to run the football too much and he wants them to pass more. If we can make the Bengals one-dimensional and completely eliminate Joe Mixon and basically we're going to only send four guys and we're just going to force Burrow to throw it 50 times a game, that's an advantage for us. That's an advantage for every single team because you're controlling the game. You're dictating the terms of the game. Joe Burrow is going to get his right? Jamar Chase is going to get his. T. Higgins is going to get his. C.J. Uzama is going to have some plays where he gets third downs. But if you're dictating the game, and on third and two, Zach Taylor's like, well, I can't run the football because I can't get two yards. I'm going to have to come up with a creative way to pass the ball. You only have so many plays in the playbook that are creative enough to actually work when you're throwing the ball on third and two. So that that is a huge advantage for us that he is almost conceding Pre game, that they can't run the football, so we want you to throw the ball more. That's not how you win in December and January in the playoffs. We've learned that over the last two years, which brings me to my second point of why I think the Titans are going to win. I might have made some other points in there. But yeah, I, my I my, say, my wait, number two main point. My it's number like, two listen, point.
1: Listen to a, a pastor's sermon. Like, <laughs> and now it brings me to my second my point. thesis. Like, this, is
0: my, this is my five point thesis where I'm point two. Okay. Um, in teams in the NFL and the NBA, and I got this from Colin Cowherd. And, oh, gosh. Uh, I, I really like this theory. Okay.
1: <laughs> Colin Cowherd. <Caltered. laughs>
0: teams or organizations, I should say, they go through steps. Okay. The Chiefs, great example. The Chiefs didn't just burst onto the scene and win the Super Bowl the first year. Right, they lost in the playoffs to the Patriots. They made it to the AFC Championship game, but they lost in the in the, to the Patriots. Well, even
1: before that, too, they you know they were good with Alex Smith, and then yeah, Alex and they Smith lost to us. On, they were Mahomes very good. On. I think
0: they were like had thirteen wins or something that season. Yeah. look in basketball at the Milwaukee Bucks. Right, you have Giannis, this budding superstar. He goes to the playoffs and he loses in the first two rounds. Then he goes to the Eastern Conference Finals the next year. Then he goes to the finals the fi- the next year and wins it. It, the, the, it takes time, and it takes experience, and it takes trial and error for teams. Usually, this is the case, they have to take steps before for winning the Super Bowl. Okay, The Bengals, they've taken their step, their first step. They won the division with a heavily depleted Raiders team and a heavily depleted Steelers team. Ravens. Ravens. I don't know. I mean, we can debate on and on and on if they would have won that division if the Ravens hadn't gotten hurt with well, so many different positions, but kudos to them. They won the division, and they won a playoff game. This is their first win, playoff win, in 30 years. The, te- the city is just elated right now. The players, they're getting asked all these questions like, what does it feel like to finally win a playoff game, to be the guy, Joe Burrow? And Joe Burrow's saying the right things, and Zach Taylor's saying the right things. But I think that success, that gets to you. You start to think, okay, well, even if we lose this game – at least we have that playoff win that we can go back to and hang our hat on. And the Titans, they don't have that mentality, and I think that's actually a detriment to the Bengals. Go ahead. And I
1: think the the thing I say back to that, I've actually thought about that. Um, honestly, to me, when I've thought about it, the thing that makes me think they won't be like that, though, is because of Joe Burrow. I just think because it's human Joe, nature to be like that. Yeah, true, but I just feel like Joe Burrow, like he is a – Stone Cold Killer, like he is a, he he's gonna be a problem in the NFL, and I think he is definitely what scares me, because I I almost think he could ground the rest of the team. I mean, like he said a quote, he said, "This isn't the icing on the cake, like this is the standard, like this is the cake. You know, this isn't just a an extra thing." And so, to me, I definitely I see you're saying that the thing that scares me about it is the fact that they have someone like a Joe Burrow who can ground them, if that makes sense. It that's does. My word, and like that's I my said, concern I, there.
0: I, I've heard that he's saying the right things in interviews, but nobody's going to come out and say, you know what, the good thing is, is, even if we lose this game, we've already won this playoff game. Yeah. right? Nobody, nobody's going to say that. But yeah. in the in the back of your head, you, you're telling me he hasn't even thought that one time. Like It's not in the back of his head just a tiny, tiny bit. Well, we got the monkey off the back. Everybody's yeah. really, really happy for us. I think it just... And maybe not for Joe Burrow, but the the second-string safety on special teams? Yeah. Like, you're telling me – I just think it makes you lose that edge just just a tiny, tiny bit. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Bengals are just extremely mentally tough. But over the history of sports, time and time and time and time and time again, you see teams take steps, usually for this very reason, because they they achieve step one and there's that little bit of achievement there. And it's really, really, really difficult – to then still take that mentally uh, aggressive edge into the next game, mm-hmm. it just usually loses t- a little tiny, tiny bit.
1: Yeah, um, John Anderson, one of my good friends, he was he made a good point. It's like they're playing with house money. Yeah, because they, you know, they probably didn't expect to be at this point this no. year. You know, you 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 definitely saw flashes of Joe Burrow to where he could lead the Bengals to this point at some point but maybe not yeah. second year. So. It's
0: like us. It, I literally feel like the B- the Bengals are like us in 2019 in the AFC Championship game versus the Chiefs. We well, see, wanted that, to win
1: that game. That kind of, that
0: but we were playing we with house AFC, money.
1: We made it to the AFC Championship. Yeah, I know. But
0: that's it's I'm saying they are now because they won the division. That's step 1. That's their wild card win and they won the wild card game. That's our divisional round. Okay. Right? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um you got anything on that? Look, I, I'm going to pull up something real quick. <laughs> One moment.
2: 22 will return on the 22nd day of 2022 in the 22nd year since the Titans' last Super Bowl appearance.
0: That means something. If you don't know who
2: 2022 is, look him up. Or you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. His name is Derek Henry. <laughs> and I don't care if he has five yards or... 105 yards or 205 yards. We're winning this game. Lock it in.
1: <laughs> well, I, I think you're getting I somewhere. So you. are you saying, like, just the fact that he's back is going to up a certain level of what? play you that know, we have? You
2: the, the know, the O-line has been playing actually pretty well the last few weeks, and I don't see one of them being like, you know what, I'm not going to step my game up for a playoff game and Derrick Henry coming back, knowing that he could go off. Yeah. and. I bet Derrick Henry's going – I mean, he's one of the most competitive guys on the team. He's going, guys, let's – he's also – like, people don't know this about him. He's one of our leaders. Oh, yes. Verbally, too. Totally. Like, he's not just, like, you know, behind the scenes just kind of working hard and kind of does his own thing. He's actually like, guys, let's freaking go. He's the heart. Let's get hype, and I will make you better if you make me better.
0: He's the heart of the team, man. Yeah. And he broke his foot. He's our king. He broke his foot and has been working his butt off – to stay in shape, to come back. You don't think that raises the level of game by everyone else on the team to see your leader, your captain, your general, the heart and soul of your team working his butt off for 11 weeks and then he's coming in for the most important game of the season? You don't think that stadium 45 minutes before kickoff when we see Derrick Henry warming up where there's not a little buzz in the air and then 15, 10 minutes before kickoff his name gets announced? And that stadium goes insane. Yeah, I can't wait. For you don't I think there's going to be some fired. chills, uh, some energy levels that go up a little bit from Taylor Lewan and Saffold and Ben Jones and Quisenberry <laughs> and Nate Davis? I you don't think those boys raise their game when they hear up. that? I'm fired up. He is the heart Love and soul coach. of our team, Love baby. <laughs> and that is another intangible that Bengals fans don't understand. They just see Derrick Henry as a running back. Oh, yeah, he's a running back, and I think, what did Rob say? He only had, in his last 100 carries, 30 of which, by the way, were on a broken foot. His last 100 carries, he only had a certain number of yards. Yeah, that's all good and fine, but when you get back Maximus Aurelius as your general in (laughs) in the gladiator, all right, everybody else (laughs) gets freaking psyched, and it changes the game. We don't lose this game with the return of the king. That is the number one reason why the Titans will win this game is because the Bengals have no idea what's about to happen when the King runs on the field. Oh, baby. Wow. Let's
2: charge. Let's go. (laughs) I'm ready. I'll be on the front line. Also, I'm low-key maybe more excited to see what he's going to wear before the game. I'm excited for his his outfit, his his pregame outfit.
1: I think he should be all I think he should be decked out in all white again. I, mean, I'm gonna okay too, I, I think he should I'm wear excited. like a,
0: like a purple one of those purple robes from like the 1500s with like black and white spots on it, you know, like one of those uh, king robes. <laughs> I think he should wear
2: a general outfit.
0: He should yeah. wear a general outfit. He should wear a scepter
1: bring a scepter. Yeah, maybe a
0: general outfit.
1: <laughs> so I I will say one of the things uh, that I one of the things I wanted to say about the Bengals demons that I've noticed um, I was just watching some highlights. Like, I wanted to watch the Jets game. Uh, You know, we both lost to the Jets. That Jets game, I remember this because Michael Carter uh, had so many fantasy points that game. But, like, they, and the Raiders did it last week. Uh, They threw it to Josh Jacobs a lot. The Jets supposedly were just dumping it off to. Like Ty Johnson and Michael Carter a ton, and just the defense wasn't adjusting to that. Maybe we get a little nice little play from Doncho Hilliard. You know, even Derrick Henry. I like Rob did mention how he, you know, not always been the best pass catcher, which is true. But there was also a point, yeah, in the beginning of the season where we were starting to get him involved in the, in the pass game, like the Seahawks. Yeah, he had a good bit. Of, like he had a lot of catches the he first would, few games of the year. You know, almost breaking right. his single season record. So you never know There when were that fantasy, could be involved. There
0: were fantasy experts saying, like, if Derrick Henry is going to catch yeah. five passes a game, watch out. This yeah, is People crazy. were freaking
1: out uh, about that. I remember hearing all like fantasy podcasts, fantasy football podcasts about that. But so th- that's something to look at too. Um, he was mentioning how the tight ends, tight ends have had big games against him or against the Bengals. George Kittle went like ballistic against the Bengals. Darren Waller has done well. Uh, in two games against them. So, Ferkser, been coming on recently. Maybe Ferkser has a good game. Jeff Swaim, you dog. I will always say that. I will always say, Jeff Swaim, you dog, because I said, <laughs> early, early in the year, Jeff Swain. you I, dog. I said, I said I hated him. It was the Jets game, or Bills game, or something. I said, Jeff Swaim, I hate you. And I know that was harsh, and I hope you can, <laughs> I hope you can forgive me, Jeff. But, when you listen At this. the same time, how can you blame me? And so, yeah, Jeff, you when, dog. when you're listening, <laughs> Jeff Swaim, you dog. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he's going to end up doing well. So I don't know. I Like I said, for me, I will give my. I don't want to give a score prediction this game. I'll give my –
0: JG, you're running scared out here, man.
1: I'm I, sorry. I need you I just, to stop running scared.
0: It's because right. I've been hurt in the past. I know. Well, you know what? I can't what? do it. I can't One, do it. Two,
1: at, at some point,
0: your luck's going to change,
1: and it yeah. might be this time. Well, I'm going to wait and see it. I'm not going to – well, well, you know what? Gonna, we actually
0: play better when you give us a negative a bad <laughs> score position. I prediction. thought about that. So, I why don't you predict did. us to lose? I did.
1: <laughs> I actually did think about that. And uh I don't know. I just I'm I don't know. My I will give a bold prediction for the game is that Derrick Henry has a, over 100 yards, scores at least one touchdown and that is the weakest bold prediction I've ever heard. It's his first game back. I'm going to say 200 yards. Weeks. I'm
0: going 200 yards. Oh, always give me crap 200 bold yards predictions. and 3 touchdowns, Derek Henry. Oh my gosh. He, wow.
1: Okay. Uh, That's my bold
0: prediction. <laughs> that is that is bold. That's definitely bold. And I actually I, I it's, I'm not just saying that. I don't I really I don't think they're going to be able to stop him.
1: It's because I said only 100 yards and a touchdown because we I like, I don't know I don't know what to Plant expect. Safe. I don't know <laughs> what you, to expect.
2: Have you not noticed that he got bigger? I think he's growing I mean he's getting superpowers
0: so let me let me do my prediction real quick since I'll probably I guess I'm the only one on the podcast doing their score prediction um (laughs) I don't do it (laughs) we never will same so the final point I wanted to make before my score prediction is that other than quarterback tight end and then I would say their wide receiver too we also have like the best defense stopping tight ends probably yeah, we do. We have a really good defense up and tight end. is there. Uh, um, Dane
1: Cruikshank, he might be a factor Garden Uzama. Totally. Yep.
0: But I would say other than quarterback, wide receiver two, and tight end, every position on our roster is, is better than every position in their roster. The argument you could probably go back and forth with is A.J. Brown and Jamar Chase. I'd probably put them at even. So I would say Joe Burrow is better than Tannehill. Uh, T. Higgins is, or Tyler Boyd, whoever your wide receiver two is, and I guess you could say wide, wide receiver three too, uh, as well. So wide receiver two and three is better than our wide receiver two and three because Julio's just not playing very well. And then C.J. Uzama is probably better than Firkser. But every position on the line of scrimmage, every position at linebacker, every position in the secondary, I firmly believe uh, our our players are better than their players. We just have a better roster overall, and we have a much better head coach. I don't trust Zach Taylor. To win games when it really, really matters. He got lucky that could a couple be a times. Huge factor. Vrabel is an absolute genius when it comes to the rule books. He's a genius motivator. Zach Taylor may be good at drawing up plays and copying Sean McVay, but Mike Vrabel is a leader of men, and he has his general coming back. And so I think the game. He has Maximus I think, coming back. I think I'm going 42 14 Titans. Holy I'm really. Frick. I'm not worried. I'm, oh my God. I'm not. I'm not worried about this game. I am very 42, confident. 14? Forty-two, fourteen. 14 Titans. <laughs> I think the Bengals are the worst team left in the playoffs. <laughs> and I think other than – I think if it wasn't for Tannehill at quarterback, like that's the only thing people look at these days, if you're a good NFL playoff team or not, is, is your quarterback. Every other position on our roster is healthy, and every other position on our roster – we have one of the – we have, I would say, a top three roster in the NFL. But Tannehill holds us back in the eyes of the media – but we're not built on Tannehill. We're not built around Tannehill. We're built around the king. And the king is coming to show the Bengals who he rules over. The return
1: weekend. of the king. Pettit. Yes. I know you're not going to give a score prediction, but give a little bold prediction about the game. Apparently I, – I guess I don't give the like, a good, bold prediction. I said Ferkser would score a touchdown one time. You did when didn't it was he? just me and Pettit, and he said it was bold. He did end up scoring – but I was saying, yeah, it was bold because Berkshire hadn't scored all year other than a fumble in the end zone.
2: You uh, had some bold uh, preseason.
1: I did say that A.J. Brown would have 16 to 1700 yards. <laughs> that not You happen. also
0: said Marcus Johnson would have 10 catches, which was pretty bold. I also said Chester <laughs> Rogers line, right? would
1: have yeah. at least two kick great or long, punt returns. We
2: don't
0: give yeah, that yeah, enough that credit. That yeah. was. Um,
2: bold was. Sorry, my take on the game. Look, I'm fired up right now. I'm absolutely fired up. <laughs> like, I, Robert just put me – I was like probably at like a seven and a half. You know, there was probably two and a half points where I was pretty nervous about the Bengals. And I'm at a full 10, maybe even 11, but the Titans winning this game. A fully 10. So I'm going to try and tone myself back intentionally because right now I only see us winning 60 to zero. So (laughs) I'm just really (laughs) trying to unsee it a little bit. Um, (laughs) All right. I'm going to tone it back here. Here we go. Titans win by two possessions. Love it. So I think that's as bold as I can get right now. Yes, right? Pettit, that's you, as tame just pet it. for I some of get. you new
0: listeners, because because yeah, well, I've seen the numbers. I know we got some new <laughs> listeners. All right, Pettit doesn't do score predictions. Yeah, it's this weird superstitious thing. I don't know, spiritual, baby. he just doesn't want to put a number <laughs> on it. Doesn't want to put a label on spiritual. <laughs> it. Spiritual.
2: Um, but with that said, I think the Bengals will play well. I again, I think they're going to kind of get into the red zone, and the Titans are going to stop them. I think they're just going to be held to field goals, and then they're going to have to start throwing the ball a lot in the second half. I do think they're going to have a quarter and a half that they're going to play very well, and I think we're going to have to hold them. And my prediction is that we're going to do it. So I think they are going to score maybe 10 points in that streak, which is totally fine, because we can do that. If they get 21 points or more, that's when it's like, all right, we have to start throwing the ball, and we have to change our game. So – Right now, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. I'm ready to see Derrick Henry walk onto the field. I'm ready to see the entire defense, Zach Cunningham, David Long. I just want to name all of our players and get hype.
0: <laughs> Danico Autry. Oh, my God! Bud gosh. Dupree. Jeffrey it's, Simmons. It actually
1: is just crazy, I will Harold say. Harold Landry. I watched Bolton, the, Elijah Molden. I watched Wait, the I'm Titans.
0: Jack <laughs> Rabbit Jenkins.
2: We
1: have 53 <laughs> more players to name, JG. <laughs> I watched the Titans' Bengals highlights from 2020. Morgan and, Cox, and Morgan
0: Cox, come on!
1: He, Which, that game is why we
0: signed Morgan Cox because Bo Brinkley messed up a snap, and that's why he's no longer our team, and we have Morgan Cox. Go ahead, when James. so
1: that like I, it's nuts watching those highlights and seeing what kind of players we we had out there on the defense. Like Buns, Jonathan Joseph was still our cornerback. So, so Desmond King. I don't he went on the team at that point. We traded for him later. Oh, oh, against the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, I against the Bengals. I I was at
2: that game in Cincinnati. Not gonna lie, their stadium was actually pretty fun. I had a good time. Not a lot of people there, but it was a good time. Yeah. Um even though we lost, it was good, you know, in game experience. (laughs) Camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Um what's not we should have won that game. Jayon, they called back Jayon's pick, and Adam Humphreys got blown up and they didn't call it.
0: So oh, two huge. Yeah, which that call. pass interference was not a pass interference that called back Jayon's pick yeah. six. That was terrible. Yeah. So we're a better team than the Bengals. Um also I'll say this. Um, that game doesn't mean anything to me because we had five players from our defense now who were on that defense when the Bengals played when we played the Bengals, and only three of them see active. Yeah, no, it time. definitely
1: it definitely doesn't um I wouldn't say like I wouldn't try to bring up – it. we definitely are a different team from yeah. that game. It was just nuts, like, watching that and seeing yeah, no, who yeah. all was in it. Um, yeah. Who on the Titans has played the most playoff games?
2: Jackrabbit Jenkins. You literally like
0: –
1: you maybe had just mentioned him.
0: Uh, Derek. No.
2: It's not Jackrabbit?
0: No. Oh, Danico Autry? Nope. Um, Pettit's guy. not
1: Zach Cunningham. It's Pettit's guy. Morgan Cox. Morgan, Morgan Cox. Ah. Ten playoff games. Played a lot with the Ravens. Um, One of the biggest Pro Bowl snubs.
0: Arguably the biggest. <laughs> besides Jeffrey Simmons.
1: Yeah. Arguably. <laughs> hey. Okay, well, we appreciate y'all listening. And I just want to give out – I just want to apologize that I'm a little down because I can't – I just I, – I personally, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't fully buy in until I actually see it. I was this way in 2019 when we had that little run. I, I was, the, was this way last year. I just – like, I'm this way every time. All right. I'll well, when I see it, we can't end on that. So you're done. Well, I'm, for I'm the just podcast. saying, sorry. You're done for the podcast. We, we appreciate it. I'm saying, Bennett sorry, Pettitt and I.
0: How how can we end this on a high note for all our fans out there who are ready to get hype for 3:30 on Saturday? I mean, I just think about Derrick Henry walking in
2: in an all white suit to the game, putting on his jersey. We're wearing all navy, which Chills. we are. That's our best uniform combination. If yep. you guys are into the that intangibles, statistics. that's something
0: you only get here. Is all the Navy. That, that kind of intangible. All, all Navy. We're in Nissan Twitter. Stadium oh, in baby. Nashville,
2: Tennessee. Let's go. Playing against. Come on. I, I was going to bash him a little bit, but I do not like Ohio as a state. So Cincinnati is okay, but Ohio as a state is not fun, not cool. Nashville, Tennessee is way better. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of all I got. Derek AJ Henry. Brown, Julio, Derrick Henry, Tannehill. Burke, all playing this game. Everyone's healthy. Let's freaking go.
0: Return of the King. Get chills. Get hype. If you're going to the game, reach out to the primetime crew. Come tailgate with us. We'll be there probably about 10 a.m. on Saturday getting ready to get after it. Tighten up, boys. Tightened Let's up. have a primetime week and get that W.